As you can tell, I'm wearing these sunglasses so I can't see the screen. It's like shades? it's sunglass proof. Flip, flip, flip shades. We're rolling, man. We're rolling. All right. Rolling down a river. Dude, every day I drive to work, there's this cool river. It's full of barges, just barging things along, whatever they do out there. I don't know what they do. The hell is a barge, man? I never heard of that. You know, like a big, it's like a rectangular looking ship and they just move things along canals and rivers. Huh. So yeah, you know, a barge. I'm only putting on sunglasses because Davis, I don't want to be the only one not wearing them. So if you're watching this or even listening to this in your car right now, toss on your shades too. So we can all play the part. Flip them on. It was just, it was hot out today. I just felt like. I don't need to wear them inside, but I'm going to. Yeah. Man, I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. I've been, like, out of it. Well, you've literally been out of it. Yeah. <laughs> a conscious, unconscious, medicated, non-medicated. How's your, how's your situation going on? We need an update. How are you feeling right. after the procedure? Well, let me tell you. I think that I'm finally starting to turn the corner as of, like, late last night. You know? Good. But, dude... The whole procedure was just so weird, and I still feel like I I sound strange because there's four less teeth in my mouth, and I feel like it's impacting the way that I talk. I don't know if it is for you. It's not, but I, I bet because it feels different talking, so you think I must sound different because it feels different. Yeah, and I, I remember getting back to work uh, this past Wednesday, which was like, I don't know, four days after I had this done. And, dude, I was still, like, drugs they gave me, they were something else. So I was still kind of <laughs> out of it, man, like sitting on the TV, smiling at the couch type of stuff and went into work. And, yeah, I just got these wounds in my mouth still and yeah. slowly starting to turn that corner. But, yeah, the whole procedure, bro, going in that day, it was uh, – I was nervous about it, of course. You know, I've never had something like this done. And Dave and I get a few clips that we're going to – play for you. So uh, if you're listening to the show, you're going to be able to hear them and we'll kind of paint the picture. But if you're watching, you'll get the full, the full deal here. But speaking of, I'm going to pull them up. So I'm ready. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you sent I didn't know. Them to me immediately. So pre-show you're like, I'm going to Dropbox you. I'm like, bro, you sent them to me right on the spot. I was having, I was dying. <laughs> I don't even remember doing that. I don't even remember like sending those to you, but I go in there for it and I'm like, I'm asking the doctors like all kinds of questions. Of course, you know, like, hey, how long am I going to be out for? I just picked up my meds. When do I start those? When, when do we start? And I go in and immediately they make me sign this consent form. And uh, I'm like, well, I mean, God forbid something goes wrong. You're not liable now. So I sign away my life. And uh, yeah, I get into the chair. And it's the dentist and it's his assistant. And okay. they, uh, they, start to, they start with the cream and they numb your gums and then they hit you with the local Novocaine. It's the big needle, right? Yeah. Do you big, look away? Because like, I always look away. I'm just like, just do it. Yeah, well, I was staring at this like, this like 50-inch TV they had. So they have them like on the walls and you can pull it down to where it's like right in front of your face. So, High tech. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever tried to watch The Nutty Professor while you're on nitrous gas, but it is such an experience. <laughs> Let me tell you that much, bro. So that's what I chose to watch. They're doing the, you know, the stuff and they have the the mask on me for the gas and I start I like I start to get just like hot and claustrophobic and I like freak out for a second, but I obviously I can't talk well. I'm like, "Take the headphones off. Take the headphones off." <laughs> so like, like you still got it. They're like, "What? What?" take the headphones so I'm like, like oh, okay okay now I'm good so then I turn up the screen and I'm watching the movie and it's just it's funny as it is because Eddie Murphy is great but when you're like when your whole mouth and head is numbed up and you're on this nitrous gas it's like nothing I've ever seen before is that a good idea because wouldn't you want to laugh and your mouth would move how does you how do you stop from moving your mouth and laughing at the movie well, I was laughing for sure, but it would it would it would be like that ah you know knee slapping like, you know, it was just like they had these bite blockers in, oh so so I couldn't bite their hands and I I would just be like, 
<laughs> you just chomp down, bro. That'd be bad news. Oh man, yeah, they would lose a digit real quick. Um, so yeah, the I was like, can you you know pump up the gas? So they did, and it started flowing, man. And I was like, I knew. So I was like, enough to be conscious and aware of what was happening. And the interesting thing is, is I couldn't feel any of the pain of this at all. I could feel the pressure, which was weird. In the areas like, oh, they're pressing down here. They're pulling here. Yeah, you could feel that pressure, that, you know, pull and, and push and, and, and all that. But it wasn't painful. So I'm just rolling with it. And at one point, the, um, the, the dentist steps out of the room to go check on somebody else. And I, I man... I felt like an idiot for this because I was aware of what was happening, but I wasn't aware of what was happening. So I look over at the girl and her name is Rosie. And I go, at this, at this point, the bite block was out. So I was fine. And, uh, but I'm still on the gas. I go, I don't want to be inappropriate, but this dentist, he has a crush on you. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Oh, That's what just, I told her. You're just keyed in now on body language. So, okay, that we learned something new about you on gas. You can pick up on body language, for, or you could already pick up on it. Now you you have no inner monologue. Exactly. It was like it was like senses were heightened, you know. And I had no filter on me because oh, he was on he was on the gas. You know what I mean? So we I just kinda, need to get you on the gas for every episode. Yeah, take I was, the filter off. I was kind of aware of that. I was like, well, I could just, cause I was so out of it, but a little a bit, you know, enough left to know, like I can use this as, as my out if I were to do something stupid. And she's like, right. Oh no, no, no. He's married. But I kid, dude, the whole time. That's what it felt like to me because they're joking. They got my mouth wide open. There's blood everywhere. And they're just like going about their it's day, normal day, laughing, flirting, which is the way I interpret it. Be it on, be it on the gas. Yeah. But yeah, it was a it was a very interesting experience. At one point, I had to pee really bad. Only had four teeth out, um, three out at that point. So one, <laughs> one of the things, to go. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things they had to do was um, they did the fillings first, and then they did the procedure. So I sat through all that. I sat you had through all the, kinds of work. How long did all this take, bro? It was like two and a half hours total, almost Man. three. Yeah. Man. So. At, I was like, look, I, I know we got one. And again, I'm not speaking this well. It was like, I was like, I got to pee. I got to pee like really bad. Cause I've been holding it for like two and a half hours. Right. Man. So they had to switch off the nitrous gas and they had to put me on oxygen because I could have like hurt myself walking around. So after like 10 minutes of still holding it, still holding it, she literally holds my arm and walks me to the bathroom. Right. And in their bathroom, I'm trying to look around what, what size it might be, but they have this giant bottle of Listerine. Like, there should not be one available this big. It's stupid. <laughs> and I just, like, I walk in the bathroom, and then I, I see it, and I turn around, and I open the door, and I go, I was like, Rosie, how many teeth you think you can clean with this? <laughs> I had never seen something so big, so it was so fascinating. The Costco and, uh, size uh, dentist office only. Yeah, and then uh, she introduced me to somebody named Remy, and I just I, I kept saying her name because it was like catchy and weird on the gas, and uh, <laughs> yeah, the whole experience was weird, dude. And when they showed me the four teeth, bro, in these roots, man, they were like tree roots. They were so big, and uh, I'm looking at the pictures now. That was one of the more shocking things is when you sent me that video of your teeth in the I guess it was the dentist or the assistant's hand I thought yo I didn't know teeth could be that big yeah me neither man but it was such a weird sensation because it was it was almost like a cartoon like while he was yanking these teeth out he obviously had to put some like grit and muscle behind it because they were in there bro and it just <laughs> it, it, like in my mind it was playing out like a cartoon it was like he had the vice grips 
around yeah. the tooth with my mouth open and his foot on my jaw and he's just yanking back and forth you know what like a cartoon <laughs> yeah that's what i was picturing in my head and then it would slowly finally come out and it was just man it was so bizarre feeling it wasn't painful but you're just aware of what's happening the whole time. So after though, when did the pain hit or did the meds help kind of get rid of that? Well, the, the pain was like, I'd say later that night or the next morning, once the numbness wore off, because I, I still couldn't feel anything. And that was the weirdest part. Um, but once like, I got home, I took the cotton out, and it was just bloody gross, right? And uh, I take, I'd take the meds. And, dude, <clears throat> I can understand how people can get, like, addicted to painkillers. Like, it's no joke, man. Like, addiction's no joke because those pills, bro, I would, like, take them, and suddenly I wouldn't have a single worry in the entire world. Wow. It was like... If you can if you can remember the last time when you didn't have a single worry or a single threat of stress in your life that's what it felt like when I was on the gas and when I was taking those meds and you know we talked about this like after you had come to and we were catching up before the show You've never been high before, so this is the first time you've felt anything like that. Well, I'm going to come out and say it. Incorrect. Incorrect. Okay. And let me tell you why. Two things why. Growing up for me, pot was around everywhere. Still is in my house, but it's, it's not as a big deal to me anymore as it was back then, but... Growing up, I'm like, well, what is the hype all about? Let me see what this is all about. Okay. So I can't remember, like, I think it was my stepdad's, like, brother or some relative somehow. Um, I don't know if, I can, if, I'm, if I'm allowed to say this, but. We'll bleep uh, it if we can't keep it. <laughs> right. Bleep it if we can't keep it. That should be a t-shirt um, available at davismedia.com. Uh, so, yeah, I, I tried pot for the first time and I remember I went onto the trampoline and I thought it was going to swallow me <laughs> it was See, <laughs> miserable I've never heard this ever in my life yeah. people I've known this man lo almost as long as I've known my brother yeah well I, I don't want to ruin your opinion of me because I, I got you're not ruining yeah. it I'm you're I'm seeing you as a more well-rounded individual hey, you know you tried you literally like alcohol tried it spit it out not for me yeah this tried it trampoline was going to attack you. You know what? I don't like that. Yeah. I want to get back to the teeth, but on this topic, <laughs> um, I remember meeting up with this girl one time in Portland. I had a big crush on her. We're going to hang out. And she wanted me to bring over my hookah. I'm like, this is perfect. I'm going to be right in my, well, long story short, Dave, I just start staring out the window okay. at, at all the cars and it's nighttime and it's raining, like really, really raining. But everything was moving in slow motion. <laughs> Come to find out, when I went in to light the coals in the kitchen, she had peeled back the tinfoil and put a little of the devil's lettuce in there. So I was just ripping this thing, blowing O's the whole nine. And before I know it, like the raindrops are just moving in slow motion and the cars are like barely. And I'm like, what is, what is going on? I go home. And I finally understand what happened. And I'm just sitting on, <laughs> sitting on my bed crying because oh, I was no. so against it. Right. I, I'm so against this stuff. Like, I'm straight. I don't do this. And I was. Wow, man. All right. So the second, second time, that was an accident. And now you reminded me. I got to keep sidetracking the story. We'll get back to the teeth. I love this, dude. Let's go. When you were staying with me in California and my roommate, Max, different Max, Max from Santa Cruz. Leadfoot Max. <laughs> this dude, okay? Stampede! This dude, you know, yeah, the, <laughs> the Jumanji scene when they roll the dice and Robin Williams yells, it's a stampede! And literally all the animals knock the walls down, run through the house. Every time this dude would get up, he was on the top floor of my, you know, it was like two-floor apartment. 
He would start. It's like he walked on his heels everywhere. Uh, like boom, 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 boom. And you and me would just look at each other on the couch, like it's a stampede. Or I'd get like time. a text from you. I'd be like, yeah, he's going at it. <laughs> so we were up in his room one time, and I think it was like when you first got there, and you said, oh, that's cool. Like you got a hookah, like I hookah, and so he put the sheesh in there. And I remember you noticed that he had put weed in the hookah. And you said, like, I'm not doing that. He's like, what do you, what's the problem? That was kind of the beginning of you and him just butting heads right. forever, which culminated in we went out to Los Gatos one night and you and me both still had our main IDs. So it's Dude, you, me, I remember this. Max, um, this girl, Erica, and then this other girl, Irene, which Max was like in love with. That's right. I, I was just like, all right. Well, so we were all going to go out and just like have a couple of drinks, have a good time. And you and me got stopped at the door because our main IDs, I guess they looked fake to the, um, the bouncer. And I said, all right. And there's a cop. I said, I said, why don't you show them to this guy? I'm like, these are real IDs. The yep. guy ran them. He goes, they're real. And the bouncer's like, all right, well, you can come in. I'm like, I don't want to come in now. Nah, son. We're going to go home. somewhere else. Yeah. So we, I think we went somewhere else. They let us in. And I we grab everybody, drive back like 20 minutes, and Max was so pissed off at this girl that he took one of those plastic, um, like nice looking plastic lawn chairs and just chucked it from his balcony. Yeet! And just smashed all over the road downstairs, like as they're driving off, as these girls are leaving. So safe to say, never <sighs> saw those girls again. And, no. uh, but, and then, you know, I'll, I have some more positive stories about my roommate. He's still right. a good friend of mine, but he went off the rails when he would go out and have a couple of drinks and add weed to his hookah. It, it just didn't work. So I was like, you're, no, you're not just going to casually put <laughs> what was at the time an illegal substance in this hookah. Plus, a lot of people don't know this, but if you put marijuana in your mix it with your shisha or maybe you just pack a bowl of that and you want to, you know, it would be a terrible idea, but it actually corrodes the, um, the pipe. Ah, <clears throat> so it'll, it'll start to just corrode and rust and, and it'll like mold. It'll and get like smoking real rust and mold and you don't want that. No, it's, it's, you know, <laughs> it just, it just gets worse. So <laughs> we're about to share this prize possession. Oh, this oh, is the God. first video we're going to share and I'm going to play the audio back into the mic and, um, here we go. We're almost done. I got that more tooth. Oh, listen to how more. So essentially what I was trying to do there, I'm going to switch my glasses. I, I feel weird. Um, <laughs> I was trying to tell you, like, I got I got three of the teeth out. And this is when I was able to take that break to be able to go to the bathroom. And okay. while I was while I was waiting there, I was on the oxygen. I was like, oh, there's my phone. I gotta I gotta call Dave. And I started <laughs> I started filming. So that's me. And these are all like personalized to you. And I'm like, I, I gotta I, I gotta send this to Dave. I'm like, all right, I got three out, I got one tooth left. Okay. Here goes another one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. One more tooth, dude. One more. Oh man, one more. You sound like Beat. I was gonna say, why do I sound like Beetlejuice, bro? Again, me tried to tell you. I didn't. I guess I didn't re realize I had already set one. Um, oh, there's, there's more. There was me. Yeah, I got, I got one tooth left. Here's the okay. Th I think this is the one with all the teeth. That's my teeth. That's all your teeth. One Look how long roots they have. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. This one broke the side. Dude, the roots are so like right, long. Pieces right here. Wow. But yeah. <laughs> wow. Ew. <laughs> Ew. No, no. Do you want to take them? No. I said, no, no, you can have them, Rosie. <laughs> wow, such a nice gift. <laughs> yeah, so, well, dude, people will take those, and they'll make, like, rings and earrings and jewelry out of them. Like, it's some pretty weird stuff. I was like, nah, you can just toss them. Yeah, I, I got I got the video and the picture. That's That's all I need. All right. So I obviously didn't send these in order because at one point I was making the dentist watch our most recent podcast, and I... <laughs> I kept telling him, this is my best friend, Dave, of like 25 years. This is our show. Bro, I was like, I was literally under the knife 
on on freaking nitrous gas, and I'm still trying to pitch our show You're to get subscribers. A yeah, <laughs> it's good. Subscribe, please subscribe. Uh, I just need it outside, dude. My mom just showed up, <laughs> and uh, we're watching a lot to the house. You sound pretty and good. You see how close the teeth are, man? Okay, love you. Okay, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> love you too, bro. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, then this was a, just the, the photo. Just we did it. Okay, yep. <laughs> I, I made it. But yeah, there's one where where I, I have on our show, and they're like, "Oh wow, that's great," because they're trying to focus on their work, and I'm trying to talk to them. They're just like, they're uh -huh. "Yeah, that's nice." Uh huh. Yeah, and they can't understand a word that I'm saying, but I I think I understand what I'm saying. But you're, you're like, I sound clear as day. I'm on the radio. Hello, it doesn't matter what you're doing right now. I'm right. I am who I am. I am who I am. You can like it or love it, but. Wow. Yeah, dude, it was uh it was an interesting experience. I don't want to spend the whole show talking about it, of course, but man, I'm just glad that like I don't have to go see the dentist again for quite a while because it's just a lot, man, and like trying to recover and dude, I've lost weight since it happened because all I've been eating is like snack packs and jello. Snack packs, yes. Which isn't a bad consolation prize, to be honest, but especially the ones with the chocolate with the vanilla swirl in the middle. So you got to eat it, eat the chocolate on, to get to the, come on, come on, me, bro. Making me hungry now. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad that you're back. I've been doing a ton of, you know, just YouTube automation and I've been here and just in this booth for like, well, booth studio office for 10 11, 12 hours a day, Damn. and I just have my head down. So I'm glad we recorded the last episode. I think it was the day before yep. you went to have your procedure, and it gave me plenty of time to cut it. Um, but now what I've done with my own YouTube is I activated, they give you a perk once you get monetized, um, and you can activate members. So I have a members area that I just set up. It's ah. $4.99 a month, so it gave me a great idea for more stuff and we can get some cross promo with the show. Yeah. So here's the idea. We do our podcast as usual, but all the pre and post stuff, all the extra like after the show stuff is going to go into this members only. So if you're signed up, you can watch all the uncut, unfiltered stuff from you and me. So it'd be like, all right, you know, cool. Like when you do your little videos on uh, Instagram, and you're, you know, doing a promo and then you take the headphones off, it'd be kind of like that moment mm. after. Um, I just felt like I like putting stuff out for free for people to consume. But if you want to really get all my full detailed insights, how to make content, mostly it's for people that kind of want to be in the course. So I call right. it like crew, crew members. Hey, I'm going to give you like consulting calls. I just did a 35 minute call with someone about how, what the best uh, podcast gear is, how to set it up, how to set it up with their clients. So it was like a client away from a client. Anyway, all that stuff, if, if people want to learn how to do the media business, that's what it's set up for. And bonus content, all those interviews I did on that cookbook shoot, all this stuff I can't quite put on YouTube. It's not that it's copyright. Um, it's not like I don't own the copyright, but it just doesn't quite fit on my channel, which I'm trying to make more like a vlog channel anyway. Yeah. Dude, I think that's an awesome idea. I'm, I'm down for that 100%, especially if we can get members-only jackets like from the 80s and 90s. Those were the sickest, man. Yo, we, we do need those. Okay, actually, that's a good idea. I'll have to create like a crew member's jacket. I'll do a drop of, I don't know, 25 yeah. exclusively. If you buy yeah. one of these, it's... I don't know. Some I'll, I'll figure it out. But all I've been doing is tinkering with that kind of stuff. It's been super nice outside. So that's been hard because I just want to go sit outside on the porch and like, yeah. you know, drink a Miller Lite and, you know, enjoy the South. But it made me feel good. I was telling my dad earlier, I walked in today and I told him, I said, hey, there was like all these spring breakers just moved in next door. Everybody's laying out by the pool. I, like they're all waving like, Hey, what are you, you know, what are you doing this and that? And I, I sat there and said, all right, if I don't make this decision in five seconds to go to work right now, yeah, I'm not going to make it. I have to just leave. And I feel yeah. good about that disciplined decision because the show doesn't just happen. The videos right. don't just happen. You got to show up. Somebody has got to put in the work. And yeah. right now it's you and me.
You got to show up and show out. Otherwise, you would have just been burning daylight at the pool. Can't. And then, and then yeah. it's like the pain of uh, regret or the pain of... I don't know, I guess there's a quote there, doing the work. I'd rather have the pain of like the progress than the pain of not doing the thing. Yeah. So what's the thing, what's the yeah. thing that, you, that you used to always, oh, used, to, used to always tell me, JR, never trust a video editor with a tan. Yeah, I was just thinking about that, walking <laughs> downstairs go. to get an energy drink. And I said, I wonder if that's still true for me. And I looked, I said, okay, I'm not too, I mean, I have a little bit of color, but can't trust a tanned editor that means they're not working right they're 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 not in the creek cutting film bro otherwise i'd just be sitting in here like yeah i'm editing just trying to get my good side (laughs) i mean i'm indoors but (laughs) yeah man that's all i've been doing man just just trying to keep up with the work and you know some days it's it's kind of a lot because now i've started i think it's five or six youtube channels i just added a new client and I'm, I'm trying to make sure this show keeps going. Like you and me, we're just talking about a new way to uh, produce clips. And yeah. it's all like workflow and you and me tweaking little things, which is helpful. And then we had a nice update with our buddy. It's like, you know, I was like so excited to hear that because I think what happens with people is if there's a misunderstanding and too much time and space in between happens, it becomes a bigger misunderstanding. Whereas if you just try to nip it, like you and me are good about it. Like yeah. nip it in the bud. You sent me something without context. I said, hey, is this a request? Like, I don't really know what you want. And you said, oh, you know what? You're right. I sent it without context. Yeah. Context, people. Just, you know, we forget that we live in our own heads too much sometimes. Yeah. And like, it's like, oh, that person can't read my mind. Even though usually I'm pretty good at it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Con- can't do it yeah, all the dude, time. Context is king. And uh yeah, I was in I was in the middle of my of my broadcast and this like this news had broke that I thought could be cool to make a thing. I was like, "Oh, let me text this to Dave." And then immediately went into my next break. And yeah. I I had, I had forgot that I so yeah, and then we we did did, a, did get a good update. You've heard us talk about here on this uh show quite a few times about friendships and how important they are to us. And uh a buddy of ours and I recently like finally after a month of just like not hearing, not hearing back, not getting a, a, a response all the while, this person was watching my stuff, unfollowing me, refollowing me, whatever, whatever. We finally were able to get on the phone and just like put it, put it to bed. And funny enough, it's while I was on my medication sitting on the couch <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm just, you know, no, I'm just, I'm just going to, I love them. going to reach like, out again. It's like the friendship version of a you up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, look, I don't know if this is the, you know, cause they had me on amoxicillin and Percocet. Percocet. Molly Percocet. <laughs> That's what it kept ringing in my head the whole time. So I'm like writing him just high off my mind. Just like just pouring my heart out and then finally heard back and literally had been being ignored for a month. That's tough. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? You know, what did I do? And hey, this is how this came across to me. And this is why this rubbed me the wrong way. Okay, let me explain. This is why I did this. And this is why I didn't tell you this up front because I knew this would be there. So blah, 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 blah. We're too old. We're too grown. We have too much happening. To There's deal not enough with this time. any longer. Exactly. So I just want to put up a cheers to that with you. Got that taken care of. And uh, yeah, we shooting. I hope you got yourself a prime. <laughs> he's he's trying to be the next uh, sponsor. You know, I heard, KSI, I heard KSI walked. I only read a headline. I don't know if that's true, but Logan put up a video that said KSI left prime and he was all sad. So I don't know if it was clickbait, but it was. Yeah. Of course. It was, see, uh, so, see, of course it was. I don't want to, because I'm like, do I want to give him the watch? I, yes. I, 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 we love I them. Know. Well, I, I, I don't I know if I'm going to go that far. I would say that I'm a fan of their business savvy, and I'm going to put it right there. Well, um, I love them both. So, Which reminds me, we got to talk about Jake, because I made some pretty bold claims, bro, ah. and I might need you to, I might need you to um, before we get into that, replay 
Okay. My aggressive uh, prediction, and maybe put it in black and white, maybe put some sad music behind it, but... It was pretty aggressive. So I watched that video from uh, Logan, and it was it was real interesting, actually, because they were like a day or so away from launching the brand, and KSI did back out. And he... Oh. And what it means is when he left was he left the group chat. So everyone's like, we're launching this tomorrow. And he left and he had to explain him. So like, it was moving too fast for me. Like, I didn't know. Like, it was it was just a lot. And then finally, they got it all back on track. And now Prime is the official sports drink of the UFC. So, yeah, man, I, it was, I saw uh, that it was cool. plastered everywhere. And then Jake Gyllenhaal is cutting a scene for his movie. And that guy is ripped. Oh, Bro, oh my God. Are you kidding me? Dude, he looks like a like legitimate fighter, like a kick-ass dude. And he did a movie before about um, it was a boxing movie, Southpaw. Did you yeah. did you see that one? Absolutely. It's, so we all know he's able to get in that kind of shape, uh, but I I don't know that. I was like, he might actually be able to fight somebody, <laughs> bro. I was like, toss him on the card tonight. Let's oh go. Oh my gosh, I'm but I'm man, pulling, I'm pulling up the. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull up this video here. Oh gosh, I got to, cause, cause I gotta be honest too. Like, my take was I thought somebody was gonna surprise somebody and it was gonna be lopsided. Mm. I didn't think it would be as I didn't think it would be a close fight. Right. Well. Yeah, I don't know if if you want to like play that beforehand or just add it in post, bro. I'm taking Jake Paul within four rounds. For the big knockout. For the big knockout. You said that in four rounds, Jake Paul was going to win by knockout. And you were very confident in that. I was, man. I was so confident going in, bro. I thought Jake was going to turn this into just like a, you know, drag out fight rather than a technical boxing match. And coincidentally, Tommy Fury predicted that he would knock out Jake within four rounds. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of fallout from this too, because... Jake offered the double or nothing for the purse. Like if Jake lost, he would then fight for free and give them all of his earnings. Right. They shook on it, or at least Tommy's father shook on it, but there was no deal or, or paperwork that was actually signed. They were like, no, I think that was probably just for the cameras if I'm being honest, but I was real surprised by it. And it's like, okay, think about this, Dave. You've been... You've been, what, what age did you start playing basketball? Probably six or seven. So imagine you meet a guy who's been playing basketball for maybe three years. And you guys have like a pretty damn even match, but you just barely beat him. That's exactly what happened here. Tommy Fury had been boxing since he was like six years old, since he was old enough to like step inside of a ring and Jake has only been doing it the last three years. And for it to be that even, that even keel, that evenly matched, I think that's what surprised me the most. Yeah, I, I know. I want to say it's three or five. Either way, Jake's been very disciplined, and that's why he got to the level he's, he's reached because he's, re he's been training as a boxer. But he went up now against a boxer finally. So... We all, I knew, I said, all right, if he faces a real boxer, he's going to have real problems. And the biggest takeaway was his defense was not, not good. I mean, you put him in, in, the, in the ring with somebody who was better than Fury, and I don't know if he's going to walk out of there with that few of, you know, scrapes and bruises. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Tommy's jab was just in his face the, the whole time. But let me say this, Tommy Fury... Guy's, guy's built like a Greek god. He's a stud. He has the, you know, uh, lineage per se. He's, he, he definitely has the skill, you know. But if, if, I, if I remember correctly, Jake was the one that put him on the canvas. So Jake at least had that, that knockdown in the fight. Like, no, that was a trip. It's like, nah, son, that was a stiff jab that put him down. That was, that was a solid knockdown. And I, I think that even as much as Tommy Fury talked, I don't think he took Jake as seriously as he should have taken him. Right. Well, I mean, how, how can you? It's like, well, gosh, this guy's only been 
doing this on like a YouTube circuit and for that's like the perception a handful of, of years, right? You see, okay, this guy's an entertainer, and yeah, he can fight. And so in the back of your mind, you're kind of throttling down because you're, you're just, I don't know. It's like teams in basketball that only play up to their competition, and they play down to bad teams. Like, why do you lose to a bad team, but you beat a good team? Uh, it like, drives me nuts. I think, okay, the, the year that the Bulls went 72-10, and 10, I think one of their first games of the year, they lost to the Celtics, who didn't even make the playoffs. Wow. So, so it's that example. All right, Celtics, you can beat that team, but you can't even make the playoffs? What, you know, what's going on? Playoffs? We're, we're trying to win kidding, a game. Kidding me? Talking about kidding me? Yeah, it's one of the best ever. And one then of the best. I saw that I always share anything Shaq-related, I share it with you on Instagram because you're the only person that will appreciate it, Shaq and Dwight Howard. Yeah, if um, uh, if anybody listening has like an HBO Max login that I can borrow, I got. I'm told that I have to watch this new Shack doc. It's like a oh, four parter. I'll share it with you. I got you, bro. Okay. I, I actually pull, i I got so. a text from Hazard, and he was like, "Dude, you're gonna love this." From okay, well, if Hazard loves it, I've been waiting for his movie review channel for almost a decade. And he has the best movie reviews, but he just refuses to do it. Bro, he once reviewed a movie, if I remember correctly, <laughs> it was called, like, uh, Automation Transfusion. <laughs> what does that even mean? I have no idea, but dude, his movie, dude, they were the best. They, I think I still have some of them on an old drive somewhere. They were just so good. I remember watching this one movie with him while you're pulling up that clip. The whole time, this guy was stuck in a tree hiding from a gang. The entire movie. That's the whole movie? The whole movie from beginning to end. And then they finally let him down and gave him a pass. The reason that our buddy's movie reviews are so good is he would just be frustrated the entire time. Oh, yeah. Because he points out the plot holes. of Like, you can't... Sneak anything by this guy. Yeah. All right. So I, I found it. It's um, it was a post on Real B S N I Sports News and Information, and it's got Shaq and KD, and it and it's quoted, "Who's going to guard me and Kobe?" Which was Shaq on if the 01 Lakers could beat the 17 Warriors. And I sent it to you exactly. Who's going to guard Shaq? Right, and, and, and that was the thing is we've had this de- uh, debate before with the 96 Bulls and the 17 Warriors. Well, now the big internet debate is the 01 or you know 2000 Lakers versus the 17 Golden State Warriors. And dude, Shaq's my all-time f- favorite player, and he makes a great point. You can't guard both him and Kobe. And then you got D. Fish. You got Big Shot Rob. Like, like, seriously, do you think Draymond Green is going to be able to stop Shaq from backing him down in the post? I don't think so. Not even no, he's, close. He's going to get frustrated. He's going to foul out. He, the guy is an unmovable force. He just sits on the block, and you have no hope. You can't do nothing. Even Hakeem, I've seen many highlights now that I've been deep in the NBA Instagram world. Hakeem, David Robinson, just getting bodied by young Shaq. Yeah. Hall of Famers, okay? Hall I would of say, Famer. Depending on what happens with Draymond's career, I think he's borderline. I think his stats are going to need to do something. But look, dude is a gamer. You're just – I'm pulling up the roster here. What yeah, a team. Yeah, let's see it. 0-1 Lakers roster. Let's get Kobe Bryant, Derek Fisher, Shaquille O'Neal, Rick Fox, the actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the actor? Yeah. Rob, Big Shot Bob, Robert Ory, Brian Shaw. Devin George, you had Tyron Liu, you had yep. dancing Mark Madsen. Remember Mark Madsen at the parade? You yep. know that clip. Absolutely. Ron Harper from the Three Pete Bulls, one mm-hmm. of their teams. Horace Grant. That's right. Dude, I forgot about that. J.R. Ryder in the sunset of his career. Yeah. You had Greg Foster, Lindsey Hunter, Samaki Walker, and Slava Medvedenko. I just had Dude, to mention everybody. Didn't want to leave anybody out. That was incredible that you totally pronounced that. And I think it's worth <laughs> mentioning who who is their coach? The GOAT, Phil Jackson. I think that's so important, dude. He Probably the best MJ. coach ever. 
Dude, he coached M. I mean, if y'all have seen Last Dance, you know MJ Dave's and seen Kobe. It, yeah, so many times it's borderline not healthy, but I respect it. What <laughs> happens is I get an email. It'll say, "Don't you want to finish Last Dance?" And I think Netflix already did that. Why do you? <laughs> and then I'll say, "Okay, fine, I'll do it again." Yeah. <laughs> so who do we have on the Golden State team to match up with them? Do do we have their whole All right, roster? To twenty seventeen. Warriors. Obviously, off the jump, you got Steph, you got Clay, you got Draymond, you got Durant, and I don't really. I think Iguodala, and then your your bench. I don't really know a lot about the bench, and their 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 coach is a former champion, Steve Kerr, right? Yep, Steve Kerr, many championships. And I won. Let's see, Bulls, Spurs. Then he coached with the Spurs as an assistant coach. And then he's won a bunch as the head coach of the Warriors. So that guy knows how to win, too. Okay. He's a gamer. He's a, he's a baller. He's, he's a, playmaker. a playmaker. He's a shot caller. In case you didn't know. Oh, man. That's a, that's a deep cut right there. Deep cut. All right, this is the 2017-2018, or are we talking about the 2016-2017? Uh, I think, I think the 16-17 is the team that went 73-9. and nine. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, the one that won the championship, but it's like, I, I know they did a couple back-to-back with that team. I want to get this right for the pod. All right. So, pretty solid roster, man. Leandro Barbosa, Harrison Barnes, Andrew Bogut, He's Ian Clark, guy. Steph Curry, Festus Azili. I love name. Festus Azili. <laughs> Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, Sean Livingston, who had one of the best comebacks ever, like tore his knee up, basically could barely walk wow. early in his career, comes back to win, I think, a couple ships with the Warriors, at least one. Uh, Kavon Looney, I think a rookie then. James Michael McAdoo, Brandon Rush, Maurice Spates, Jason Thompson, Clay Thompson, and Anderson Verjao, the Brazilian. So, wow. I mean, look, I know there's a ton of deadly shooters on that team. You're just not going to body that Lakers squad, who could also shoot and have the size. Yeah. I mean, dude, how many, how many big-time shots did D. Fish hit? How many big-time shots did big-time Rob hit? How many times did Shaq put up 40, 50, 60 points? What and we haven't even do? mentioned Kobe in the sentence. Exactly. <laughs> That's the craziest part, dude. Take away haven't, everything. I haven't even mentioned Kobe. And just put it all on Kobe. How many times are we going to have this debate that ends poorly for these newer teams? Your teams are built <sighs> to shoot lights out. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. We've seen the most points ever. Look at the All-Star game. Jason Tatum set the record. There was no defense. It was like the worst All-Star game to watch. You it go was back pretty much to, a three-point contest. Yeah, it was garbage. I, I, there was no defense. I don't like that. I don't like having a record after knowing that people were just like waiting at half court for you to finish dunking so they could cherry pick and bring yeah. the ball back on offense. It, how many times are we going to have this debate? It's not even a debate. We're just like ending all these new teams saying, yeah. well, who's going to guard Shaq? Who's going to guard Kobe? Well, exactly. Yeah, dude. I just, it's so, it's so weird. It's, it's almost like they lost the debate about the 96 Bulls and then they're like, well, what's the next best team after that? The 2K Lake show. Okay, well, yeah, they could. No, you can't. You just, you just yeah. can't. No. I'm sorry. You get hot shooting, but you can't guard Shaq. And then you can play hack a Shaq, but you're going to foul out your big guys. Yep. Right, here's doing, another, another thing from Instagram that came up just before we started rolling, and I really wanted to talk about it because I think it's, okay. quite, it's quite funny. Um, I love having the saved uh, thing. I save so many things, but I don't organize them. <laughs> so it has to be recent or okay did you know you can now rent jordans from rena center for 20 bucks a week get the f out of here i'm not dude, kidding you what? you can rent jordans and, and then the meme goes when what? i'm getting when i'm getting roasted at the lunch table but that mf with rented shoes laughs a little too loud <laughs> gonna call on red sneakers bro this is real it's this is real. According, well, okay. According to the internet, this could be totally fake, but let's go on the premise that it's real for a minute. It looks very real. The setup in the picture looks very real. 
if you rent, okay, I know you can rent like a tux and you can rent dress shoes. So it's right. not out of the realm of possibility. You scuff, like, what do you do with those? They're all scuffed up. Like $200, $300 shoes. Well, that's the thing is if like, you know, something happens to them, you can't just return it. Like, cause then rent a center or errands, whoever the hell would lose, errands, the, lose their investment. You know, man, they must if this have a is, plug. if this Dave, mark my words right now on this show, if this turns out to be real, I'm going to go out this week and I'm going to make it happen. And I'm going to document the whole process for you. I mean, okay. I mean, this looks, it looks like it's either a pawn shop. It says rent a center. I'm just saying it looks legit, but I've seen a lot of things look legit. So by the next episode, we're going to make sure we get to the bottom of this. It's just a wild idea. People will do anything for clout. Although I will tell you after moving from California, I think I, I would have been more well off to rent like my couch and my bed because I had to end up selling them much cheaper than what I bought them for to get them out of my place. So if I was going to, and I just, you know, I didn't know, but I guess if I was going to rent a place, I would also rent my furniture. Yeah. I think that's smart, man. Like, cause it's, it's like, do you, do you want to have the hassle of taking it with you everywhere you go? Because in our careers we could, you know, this year I could be in Denver, you could be in Alabama or you could be in California. I could be in Boston. We just don't know. I just, it's so much stuff. I just got rid of so much stuff. It feels, it feels great. But I have that epiphany. I said, you know, you should really rent your furniture. Just rent it. Or in my new spot now, I have a bed. I have a room. I didn't have to buy any furniture. It's great, man. It's the best of both worlds. It's hot ice. It's hot ice. (laughs) (laughs) Doug, can I, can I real quick, speaking of rent a center, can I tell you a story about our buddy Daryl? Oh my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> Please tell me the story. So at, 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 at this point in time, Daryl's living with our, our friend Corey and he has this like bachelor pad with some, with some buddies and I'm over there all the time and I'm sitting there with Corey. We had just got back from a, a run and we're drinking some Red Bulls. I think we just sparked up the hookah and all of a sudden there's a knock on the door and we're, and who the hell, who the hell is here? And it's like, Red a setter. And I'm like, oh, this, this could be good. So I get up and I answer the door and I open it. And uh, they're like, yeah, we're here to, uh, we're here to collect. I'm like, oh man, this could get, this could get You're really like, good. I didn't read anything. Yeah. Again, I, I didn't live there. So I was like, you know, just waiting for the drama to unfold. <laughs> so Daryl comes out of his room and they're like, Daryl, you know why we're here. They like know him. They know him <laughs> By because first he had, name. yeah, he had moved in with Corey and he had rented a ton of stuff. I'm talking a Blu-ray player, a flat screen TV, a bed, a friggin' dresser, like I guess all you can kinds rent of stuff. Anything, anything, huh. anything. So any the Jordans like, could be real. They very well. We're, we're gonna find out. And he's like, ah, oh, yeah, you know. And Daryl tried to give him the whole the check is in the mail thing, but they were not falling for it because he had obviously done that a ton of times. So he's like, okay, yeah, you know, and slowly, you know, they start to take out all of his stuff. The bed frame, the box spring, the mattress, the TV, the Xbox, the Blu-ray. Like he rented the man's bed. They took everything. And, And then here's the kicker at the end. They're like, uh... Where's the um, remotes, Daryl? I was like, all right, yeah. See, so like, he had to, like, finally, like, you know, all right, all right. hand him over. <laughs> and the guy takes the remote out of his hand, but then Daryl snatches it back, and he pops the back, <laughs> smacks the batteries into his hand. He goes, these are mine. <laughs> Bro, gave it back with no batteries. Dog, he literally. I didn't rent these. Literally took the battery, smacked him into his hand. He's like, these are mine. The guy's like, yeah, okay, man. <laughs> like, we got to go. Dude, the smack. Yeah. So. Like he's opening a pack of smokes. <laughs> yeah. As if that wasn't funny enough, I nudge Corey and I go, guys, wait, wait. 
you might want to make sure that Ebony Beauty's Nine isn't in the Blu-ray player because that's <laughs> Dave, that's Daryl's favorite series, and everybody in the apartment just starts laughing and clowning him, and even Daryl starts laughing. He's like, "Yeah, that's you know, that's good." And the guy, the guys there, like they were, they were crying. It was oh so funny God, to them, dude. Oh my and they, God, they dude. like, they like actually went to check to see. I was like, "No, no, like I'm just kidding." Plug but, it back in. <laughs> yeah. And oh man, that was the funniest thing, dude. <sighs> Don't you think all our friends really appreciate that we just have minds of elephants? Like, if there was a story and we were there, it was recorded to the hard drive. Isn't that crazy how I can remember like every little intricate specific detail to like the smacking of the thing and the the thing about the disc? Like, yeah, it's, it's so funny, dude. What our what our minds will remember. It's it's amazing what we focus on. Versus what we don't when important stuff, I think when traumatic stuff is happening around us, a lot of times we tune it out because we don't want to remember it. Yeah. But when it's something funny and it's not about you, you're just like, all right, I'm going to record this in 4K. I'm going to save it. I'm going to yeah. back it up. And now well, we can share it. Yeah. And, and what was great, too, is like I go I go into his room to see like what's left. <laughs> and uh, it's like it was Grinch. just yeah, it was just bed sheets and a pillow on the floor. Damn. Everything gone. That's and, tough. You know, I'm not I'm not laughing at him. I'm laughing with him. But that was such a funny experience, dude, because I couldn't believe that happened right in front of me. Like they just showed up and repoed everything. Man. Well that was uh that was a good retelling. I feel like I had heard that before, but not yeah. the full this was the full version of that. Yeah. We yeah, got some dude. more some more good stories about him. We'll have to sprinkle them in. Actually, it would be fun to get him to retell it. Oh on yeah, here. To get his side. Yep. Be, say hey, you know what happened here? There's definitely one about the five dollars story. I need to hear that one from him. I've heard yeah. it from other people, but yeah. not from him. So we'll tease that for uh, another time. I just. I, we just have too many good stories, man. Yeah, you know, and, and the wild part about it, Dave, is I, I talk about I talk about this a lot with our friend Corey. Like our entire twenties were like a movie or like a reality TV show. It was it was just some of the wildest stuff that you would never expect that any of us had really gotten into. More so over on our end because you were you were out in you know school and out in California, but we were just back here, dude. And living life like it was a movie. We were out on the town three, four nights a week, just like getting into trouble and meeting girls and making music and yeah, just some of the craziest stuff. And a lot of the stories I'd love to tell, but a lot of them would in incriminate me for sure <laughs> yeah, and incriminate gonna... some of our friends. And I don't, I was a very different person in my twenties than I am now in my thirties and and thank goodness. But at the same time, flip side of that coin, I wouldn't trade any of those times for anything. Anything. I, th I think everybody could relate to that. It shaped who you are. I just saw a TikTok about someone explaining that hearts don't break. They're shaped. Every time mm. there's a breakup, you go through something. It's like a chisel to, you know, stone. It's, it's reshaping who you are and how like you feel. I thought that was such a great analogy. It's all the bad things we went through, all the tough times. They're continuing to chisel who we are now. And as long as we're strong enough to survive those things, we, you know, ideally we become better if we can now learn from those things. Um, and this is not like an advice podcast. It's kind of us thinking out loud and I think you appreciating and me appreciating. I'm glad I did all that stuff in my 20s because now when I see other people doing it, I go, ah, I remember those days. Good times. Yeah. And it's like, it's uh, one of the things that I think is so interesting about it is, you know, we did all of this in Portland, Maine. And the generation after us didn't have access to these, this lifestyle that we led. It just, it just doesn't exist there anymore. So we were kind of like the last of our kind. Yeah, and it's, ki it's kind of cool. It is cool. I think the art of conversation is, is, is not lost, but it's losing its way because everything is digital. The way people interact now uh, is very different. 
And if you sit at a bar or a restaurant long enough, you notice it. And, you know, you and me have both been guilty of being on our devices too much. But I make it a point when I go some places to just kind of sit and observe. And, I, yeah, I appreciate that I got to learn. I can do the art of conversation, and I'm also good at the digital. I was just talking to my buddy Chris about this last night. We're the bridge generation where we had very little tech. And we had to learn how to, you know, blow on the Nintendo cartridge and video games only worked on channel three yep. and all those things to early internet to downloading music. And now, I mean, if I wanted to, I could just use this and do the whole show with this. And that's the crazy part because think about this with every single tool that there is now to be a, you know, content creator, musician, videographer, whatever it is, bro. The, the, the way you just described it as like the bridge generation is perfect because everybody nowadays is trying to build their empire, right? Build their content empire. We were doing that with a T-Mobile sidekick. Oh, my sidekick. Oh, yep. my sidekick. Hit hey. me on that T-Mail. What? <laughs> T-Mail. Oh, man. For real, bro. I had a bro. T-Mail. I had a T-Mail, yep. Dog. We were times. doing that on a sidekick, bro. Are you kidding me? Man. Well, that's... Bro, this is good. I'm glad we got to we got to catch up. Um, looking forward to recording next week's already, even though we're still in the middle of recording this. Uh, I every know. week, it's it's just good. And I actually held off a little bit because I knew I was gonna spill some stories to you before, and it wasn't gonna be as authentic. So yeah. I didn't mean to shun you, but I said, no, nah, no, nah, tomorrow, tomorrow. No, yeah, that was the weird thing. It's like, <laughs> and like you know, being on these drugs from the, you know, dentist, I'm getting in my own mind. I'm like, yeah, Dave's not really like responding to me. I don't like, I don't know what's going on here. And then I'm like, well, I'm going to talk to him on Sunday. So we'll see. And then it's like, oh, you're just, you know, saving stuff for the show. And yeah. And it helps me be uh, productive and focused. I find myself sometimes I'm wanting to spend and I, again, I just heard this on social media. I want to spend the same amount of energy on every, like a text message or a deal that's getting done for like six figures or a video edit. And I can't differentiate sometimes between, well, that's not that important right now. Right. And so my mind's like, everything is that important at the same time. And I know, okay, I know I can put JR's text down for a little while. That's going to be okay because I know we're going to talk. I'm getting better at that. It's it's hard though cuz I want to no, I want to give everything 100% which is just impossible. Well, it's like okay, we can have this talk now or we can roll film on it. Yeah. I, I get it. Don't I, you I, all appreciate that we got to talk about this? I totally for y'all. get it. Yeah. And um yeah, man, I just wanted to um I wanted to propose an idea for next week's show if you don't mind. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I had been uh I mean, you know me, Dave. I don't care for a, for a conspiracy theory at all. I think they're just a waste of time. Should I get I, my tinfoil hat? We're going to need them next week if you agree to this. <laughs> all right. I wanted to discuss, and the reason I want to do this is because recently our Mount Rushmore clip on TikTok just exploded overnight. Hey. It went from nothing to like, it's. I think it's like 30,000, 40,000 views right now, which what? is awesome. Last I checked, it was 26. That's cool. Dude, it's cl it's just climbing. So, you know, people are are asking for some more wrestling related stuff. And while this isn't a wrestling, you know, podcast, it's it's been a big part of my life for a long time. So, next week, if you're so inclined, I want to bring up some WWE conspiracy theories, and I want us to dive into their 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 rate of believability. Okay, I like that. So, for example. The Randy Savage, Stephanie McMahon relationship. Dang. You have the um, the real Ultimate Warrior died and they replaced him with this guy. You have that one. Another example, the Montreal screw job was all one big publicity stunt. Or was it? <laughs> Folks. Man. So, so with Out that, of what, there's, five stars? Yeah, so there's actually a few. And I wanted to like dive into these and I wanted to present to you the story and I wanted you and the audience to kind of play along and oh, give me perfect. your believability scale. You know, that's good. I'm more of the casual fan. So I think that works well. You set it up, 
lay the groundwork and say, all right, Dave, you're speaking for the people. What do you think? Right. Do you think this could actually have some sort of truth, some merit to it? Or is this just conspiracy nonsense? I think it would be really fun. Okay. I'm going to take my hat off now. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, next week. Just set it down till next week. Not go crazy. All right. Well, well, look, dude, it feels really good to be back on the show. Finally starting to turn that corner. My mouth isn't sore anymore. I'm getting used to not having these teeth in. I'm, I'm actually, I can eat chips again. Thank goodness. Man. And, uh... Yeah, this has been great, dude. I I was looking forward to this all week. And uh, yeah, can't wait to do it again. For Dave, I'm JR. This has been Hanging with Homie. We'll catch you next week. And remember, it's cool to be you. Peace.